While the COVID-19 pandemic has broadly affected small businesses in the U.S., women and minority-owned businesses have faced a disproportionate impact. Welcome to HRpreneur, a podcast by ADP. This is Jim Duffy. Today, we invited C.T. Mobley, Division Vice President of Sales at ADP, and A.J. Barkley, the Neighborhood Lending and Retail Sales East Executive for Bank of America. We invited them to talk about some of the top challenges women and minority business owners are facing right now and how they can make it through. CT is responsible for providing the overall direction, leadership, and strategy to the sales division in order to identify and form alliances and partnerships with clients who represent minority, disability, veteran, LGBTQ, and women-owned businesses within the community that benefit from ADP's expertise and shared values. CT is on the advisory board for the Better Business Resource Group. He founded a financial literacy program during the pandemic and he's also associated with numerous chambers and associations working with diverse communities. AJ identifies opportunities to drive responsible lending among low to moderate income borrowers, among underserved communities, and multicultural borrowers across the economic spectrum. In her role, she is accountable for the company's Community Reinvestment Act commitment and fair lending laws and regulations. In her role, she is accountable for the company's Community Reinvestment Act commitment and fair lending laws and regulations for home loans, small business, and vehicle lending. She is also the co-executive sponsor of the Black Professional Group of North Texas and is actively engaged in multiple employee networks. AJ is committed to supporting the community. Hey, CT and AJ, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Doing well. Great. So AJ, let's start with a question for you. We know COVID-19 has affected small businesses across the board, but what makes women and minority-owned small businesses especially vulnerable? Thank you. So over the past year, we've seen how the pandemic has had a disproportionately negative impact on women and people of color, and this is true among small business owners as well. These disparities are deeply troubling and underline the urgency to support women and minority entrepreneurs. And according to the National Bureau of Economic Research, the pandemic has hurt African-American business owners the most in the U.S., as there has been a 41% decline in black business ownership. And then our Latinx and women business owners were also hit hard, with Latinx entrepreneurs experiencing a 32% decline and women business owners suffering a 25% decline. Now, this decline in business ownership across these demographics may partly be explained by the fact that many are concentrated in the service industry, which were hit particularly hard by the pandemic. We also know that historically, women and minority business owners have struggled to receive equal access to capital. In a recent uh, Bank of America survey, we found that more than half of black business owners across the U.S. say challenges accessing capital have limited their business growth. We also learned that nearly half of women business owners believe that they don't have the same access to funding as their male counterparts. And so working capital has been critical, uh, we know, to the survival of many businesses over the past year, particularly as they found themselves having to make costly investments in this current environment to maintain compliance with the pandemic-related safety protocols like sanitation, airflow, and social distancing. Absolutely. Uh, CT, if I may, what have you found that makes these business owners uh, vulnerable? Well, Jim, uh, according to a Small Business Trends Alliance report, retail is the most popular 
industry for women-owned small businesses, followed by health, beauty, and fitness, business services, and then food and restaurant, all of which have been directly affected by COVID-19. Additionally, I agree completely with AJ's point on the limitations on access to capital, and we're completely aligned on the rationale. Based on uh, the SBTA report, we know that 38% of women-owned businesses finance their business using their own cash, and 11% finance through family and friends. So nearly 50% are financing through these types of means. And with the impacts of COVID-19 and the disproportionate effects that it has had on women and minorities in the workforce, these communities have become even more stifled in having a runway to getting started or self-funding. Many have been forced out or curtailed in their career paths, exacerbating the limitations on cash flow and access to capital. Given the current scenario and its current challenges, I would offer education, networking, and resources have become even more amplified needs to solve for. So what I'm hearing is that you both agree. Uh, the industries in which they operate, coupled with a lack of capital, have contributed to this disproportionate impact. So AJ, um, let me ask you please, how are minority and women-owned businesses showing resiliency given these challenges? Well, first of all, we're always resilient, uh, Jim, but specifically in this challenge uh, that we're in right now, entrepreneurs have faced the challenge of the past year head on. They have focused and they're very thoughtful around how they engage. So while there have been a continue to be difficult times, small business owners show resiliency and determination as they adjust and retool their operations, sometimes going as far as reinventing their business to offer new products and services based on what is most important and needed in their communities. In fact, in a recent report, we found that most small business owners adjusted their operations in some capacity to adapt to the pandemic. And for some, this meant changing their primary revenue stream, shifting to a digital presence, or even adjusting their operating hours. CT, what are your thoughts, please? Well, we're seeing that business owners are becoming more resourceful indeed, and out of market-driven pressure and necessity to modify, and in some cases, abandon their marketing and engagement strategies. To the point made around shifting from brick and mortar to digital environments, expertise and proficiency in this area have had to be accelerated and amplified. This has also impacted hiring practices and staff populations. So whereas in a brick and mortar retail space, it would have been more about personal interaction and engagement, that may have been replaced with personnel with digital expertise and social media marketing prowess. Now, this could be a double-edged sword. On one hand, the owners could be finding efficiencies in the way they do business and run operations. But the other side of that is that this could have an impact on jobs as the need for the brick and mortar contingent, if you will, could be minimized. It's too early to tell, but it is a piece of the overall impact of the moment that we'll be watching. However, given the jobs report today, uh, it seems like you know this is something that may not be a major concern as we move forward. So the pandemic has certainly forced businesses to rethink their operations, as you've just talked about. So, AJ, uh, do you think these operational shifts will stick around? Well, I know we'll be closely watching to see if these shifts will become permanent, and I suspect many will be because consumers are changing their behavior at the same time. So, for example, some businesses may find that their digital presence has helped boost sales or broaden their reach, while others may have tapped into, really, as I mentioned before, a new revenue stream such as distilleries uh, producing hand sanitizer or fashion retailers selling masks 
that will help their business stay afloat, and even restaurants focusing more on catering. Uh, the flexibility and nimbleness of business owners has always been uh, part of what they do, and they've been able to adapt many times and have been very successful during tough times. And from our research, we also saw that uh, most business owners believe that consumers will have a greater appreciation for small business owners as we recover from this pandemic. Then I expect we'll see uh, businesses to rebound in the year ahead uh, based on increased consumer demand and the fact that business owners are adapting their businesses, as we mentioned, to be successful amid the pandemic and quite frankly beyond, because now they've learned more uh, over the last year and a half. And I think they'll be addressing those, those opportunities for business continuity in general. That's great news. And it certainly is encouraging. Uh, so AJ, can you tell us a little bit about resources and programs uh, that are available to help minority and women-owned businesses? Great, I'll just mention a few, but um, at Bank of America, we're committed to providing women and minority entrepreneurs with resources, expertise, and the opportunities they need to thrive. Um, our 3,000 small business bankers will continue to be there to support business owners as they navigate through the Paycheck Protection Program, loan forgiveness processes, as well as to discuss traditional loan product options to fit their individual needs. Uh, we talk about purchasing inventory, refinancing debt, or financing account deliverables. We'll also continue to help connecting business owners uh, who may not qualify for the traditional bank finance to our network of more than 250 community development financial institution partners across the country. And they are working really hard to increase access to capital for business owners who have historically faced barriers. In addition, Bank of America is committed to empowering women entrepreneurs with tools and resources through our partnerships designed to advance social and economic progress. So, for example, we recently launched the Bank of America Institute for Women's Entrepreneurship at Cornell University. It's an online learning portal that provides training and educational resources to women at all stages of entrepreneurship. Women entrepreneurs can register for the program, which is really important, at no cost. And then the last program I'll mention today is our Practice Solutions Division, which provides loans for healthcare professionals. Practice Solutions recently established a new corporate sponsorship with the Hispanic Dental Association uh, to help local communities address economic and racial inequality accelerated by the global pandemic. You know, our sponsorship will help the association provide important, again, no cost, continuing education through webinars, and they're focused on really patient experience and procedures for personal protective equipment. Uh, consumer spending and confidence will be critical as businesses look to grow their balance sheets and return sales to what we call our pre-pandemic levels. Therefore, I really cannot overstate the importance of consumer support for women and minority-owned small businesses. I was even reflecting, Jim, on what I've done differently. I was, I was talking to CT earlier that I have actually started shopping differently based on the current environment. And because of that, I've had an opportunity to experience uh, phenomenal women, um, black, African-American, Hispanic, Latina, Latinx uh, businesses that were owned, uh, owned businesses that have some really creative solutions for things I didn't even know I needed uh, that have been really, really, um, uh, my family's delighted by some of the new gifts and, that, and, and things that they've had. So look, if people do what I've done, and I think a lot of consumers are doing this, they're thinking differently about how they engage, what retail looks like for them, 
And I, I think we just got to need, we need to continue to support the community. And, um, and I think it'll be best for, it's going to be great for consumers. It's going to be great for the business owners. Totally agree. That's great to hear, AJ. Uh, CT, what other resources or programs are available? Well, AJ mentioned a great amount there. I would only add on that, you know, there are additional resources specifically for women and women of color. Uh, I think connecting with a group like, uh, for example, Luminary NYC or the Boss Network uh, can be especially beneficial. Look, there's no windshield time anymore. And with the length of time that we've been in this environment, necessity has spawned creativity and newfound amounts of availability. So joining and being a part of multiple networks and organizations is easier than ever and doesn't have the same impact to your schedule in this environment. So I would advise, you know, expose your brand, expose your offerings, learn from your peers and other trailblazers, take advantage of the resources, and probably most importantly, be nimble. Uh, through these types of organizations, you can find information, uh, target audiences, and resources, including but not limited to how to access capital, uh, how to secure and manage PPP loans, uh, digital trends and camaraderie of those in the trenches with you and their best practices. And ADP, with some of our, our latest initiatives, are, are focused on uh, partnering to add our expertise and our, and our portfolio of resources uh, to these organizations to make sure that uh, the full complement is on display for everyone that are looking for, uh, looking to galvanize their game during this part, during this time. Great. Uh, CT, would you say minority and women-owned businesses are optimistic about the future? Well, Jim, to hit on an earlier point, small business owners, and particularly women business owners, anticipate better public resonance as the pandemic has put a spotlight on their uniqueness, their creativity, and their resilience. And AJ just, you know, kind of made mention in, in her own buying habits and how, how that's been affected. So continued growth and accelerated know-how are what we could anticipate. Minority small business owners have grown at about 11% versus non-minority businesses at 1%. Latinx, Black, and Asian lead in this space. And women-owned businesses have grown at about 6%. So when you start to dig into the details, you find that all indicators point to continued growth in diverse markets and coupled with the population trends uh, in the U.S., they will become the majority of small business owners in the U.S. I would add, moreover, again, referring back to uh, to, to Main Street Macro with Neela Richardson, uh, our, our ADP's chief economist, uh, you know, that we're also seeing that small businesses are actually recovering faster uh, than the rest of the market. So, uh, so I think there's a really, really bright outlook for everyone. At ADP, we look forward to supporting and being a part of all of these journeys. Yeah, that is encouraging uh, news for sure, CT. Thank you for that. Uh, AJ, what would you say, please? Well, um, our latest research found that Black business owners are expecting greater representation of people of color in C-suite roles and in STEM fields by 2030, while also anticipating an increase in businesses owned by people of color. Also, uh, in the decade ahead, women entrepreneurs believe they will actually surpass men in business ownership, holding C-suite roles and representation in STEM fields. So, personally, our team at Bank of America is looking forward to continue to work closely with women and minority entrepreneurs across the country to provide those tools, resources, and guidance that they need to rebuild and grow their businesses for the long term. Thank you, AJ and CT. Uh, the pandemic has certainly exacerbated many of the challenges faced by women and minority small business owners, as we've just been talking about. Uh, you highlighted some of these key challenges, you provided some helpful resources, and what I personally 
was so glad to hear were your comments about a brighter future. So thank you again, both of you, for joining. And I want to thank you, listeners, for listening in to HRpreneur. Thanks again for joining us. Be well.